Welcome to Rainmakers. Now to our host, Carl Grant. Welcome to Rainmakers, a podcast about business development, how to do it and how to get started and how to get better. And what I'm really excited about today is I have a guest named Jeff Negrini. He's president of Certipath, and he's so different than the other guests that, guests that we've had. Welcome, Jeff. Hey, thank you for having me. So, Jeff, you are deep in the cybersecurity space. And when I when I think about what you do, I, I work with attorneys that do what you do, as you know. And, um, you know, doing business development in your world is so foreign to me. <laughs> It's so different than what I do. You know, it's not the type of thing where you go out and necessarily make introductions and shake hands and attend events. You do something much different. How is it that you develop business for Certipath? Yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, the, the cyber area has sort of this mystique to it that the people who are the best uh, go to great lengths to have anonymity, which is the opposite of building, I suppose, a, a network of sales contacts. Um, having said that, uh, I think first and foremost, at least in this space, it's all about having uh, some reputation for uh, what you can do, uh, the past results you've had. So for me, uh, at least personally, it's not about having uh, a network for sales. I have a network for, uh, and we could talk about this at length, I have a network for recruiting, and then I have a network of uh, customers that have been happy in the past and are willing to act as referenceable customers going forward. Mm -hmm. But I, I like, so... You, you work with a, an attorney named Randy Sabet at our firm. Yeah. Randy's, you know, world-renowned in the security space. And I've watched him over the years. He, he, he does really well at getting himself published. He's published all over the place. He's, he's, he speaks um, at, at many conferences. So he's thought of as being an expert in his field. Do you do some of that? Uh, yes. Uh, extensively, actually. And this is kind of what I, I meant when I say you've got to be able to build up uh, some recognition for your own abilities as a practitioner. So Randy and I definitely run in a lot of the same circles. Uh, we've, I think, known each other for going on 20 years. Um, and you know, a big part of being successful in this space is having um, the ability to kind of get into the upper echelon of the people who are seen as the thought leaders. And so mm -hmm. Brandy has definitely done a very good job of that. So now I, I know that you do these things too. And because of that, people will want to learn about your product and learn about what you do. And, and you told me that you're not, you, you, you go out on just about every sales call, but you're, you're going as a, like a sales technician. Talk about how that process works because you make it rain, but you do it different than I do it. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely have got, I suppose, uh, a different approach. Um, I, well, the first thing is, I, I think you have to figure out what are you passionate about? Um, mm -hmm. There's just, there's way too many people doing way too many related things in business today, generally speaking, at least to my liking. Yeah, there's so, a lot of noise in your space, a ton of noise. Yeah, yeah or, or in, almost in any space, right? It's, there's a lot of competition out there. The things that have made money over the last, you know, 5, 10, 15 years are what's attracted a lot of the talent now. 
Uh, it's where you know people go. It's like the Willie Sutton thing, right? You go where the the money is with the bank robber. So, in this particular case, um, I have found that specializing on what you as an individual are good at and deciding that's going to be your role in the organization is the most important thing. Uh, and and as you said before, I started Certipath. Um, I definitely was doing cybersecurity. I was the chief information security officer at uh, an aerospace and defense concern. Um, and you know, this, this building a reputation is a big thing. So there I, I was fortunate to get to work on some cutting edge programs and some cutting edge technology that's still in use today. And um, through all of that, you know, I guess experience at large companies and now small companies, um, I have learned that I am not the best at business development to the point you were making. Uh, and, and that might be putting it mildly. I, I suspect if the business development people that work here were uh, part of this podcast, they would be uh, well concurring strongly. But uh, despite the fact that I really liked IT security and I wanted to start a company, uh, that meant that I had to find a way to um, you know, really appreciate, if, if not outright enjoy business development as well. And so this, this is how I've kind of developed this strategy. Uh, I, I've read a bunch of you know, Harvard Business Review, like everybody else, a bunch of business development books. And uh, the one recurring trend for me in all of those was teamwork and uh, collaboration. That's, that's my big secret in this space, at least a high level. Uh, I, I run a company and approach business development in particular, much like, um, I don't know, I was just watching football this weekend. So, so uh, like a quarterback who's acting as his own offensive coordinator. So I, I go on many of the sales calls, like you said, but I'm, I'm trying to throw passes up the entire time for my business development professionals to, um, you know, to catch and take it into the end zone. I, I want to be the most highly paid sales engineer in the Beltway. I, I literally don't want to close any sales if I can help it. That's not my specialty. And if you consider what that approach looks like from the optics of the customer, I'm a vendor. In yeah, case, take me through this. the whole take me through the whole sales process because I find this fascinating. Uh, sure, 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 sure. So, uh, uh, well, we we go in, and but where's I, the lead? Where's the, first of all, where does the lead come from, Jeff? Do, do they read about you? Do they hear you speak? Does a sales guy call cold? Yeah, there's there, there's no you know one size fits all. There's there's always going to be sort of a. a, a myriad approaches that are used. Uh, but it, the one that happens the most often nowadays is I've hired uh, business development people that have really extensive networks of their own. Uh, and then we have pivoted uh, a good deal of our product pieces to a channel model. So we've got a very, a very experienced business development coupled with a channel that's driving an awful lot of the leads for us. But we still are at a point where even though our channel is producing a lot of leads, we get involved in doing the sort of education part of that sales opportunity. Um, and that does lend to this idea that it, it, it can benefit from either having someone like myself or even other people here at CertiPath go in and do some talking, do some sort of uh, you know, um, technical credibility uh, to help the sale along. Um, you know, these sales, uh, whether they're the product or they're the services side, they tend to be larger engagements or, or larger product sales. Uh, it's not something where somebody is, you know, putting down a credit card on the internet typically. 
So I, I'm looking at your bio here. You you started this almost 18 years ago. Yeah. And you've got you've got these huge companies that are customers like Boeing and Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman and Raytheon. And so to to build something from nothing into as big of a company as you have with all these, you know, customers, even the federal government's your customer, you you had to have been pretty good at at developing relationships in business. And and I, I just want you to kind of take us through how you went from leaving your, you know, your last big company that you're with and starting this thing. Sure. Uh, well, first and foremost, I saw a need that I didn't think was being addressed. Uh, that, that goes for any business that's being started. If you don't have that, you probably shouldn't be starting a business. Um, now, to your point though, at, at that, in those times, in those days, I was focused on creating relationships with other peers or people I would consider peers, you know, other people who were cybersecurity practitioners. Um, the problem is that those people can always say to a sale, but they very rarely can say yes. Uh, and it might even be hitting their budget, but they are infrequently the, the approver. And so, you know, my, my Rolodex was good enough to get me in the door. And my Rolodex was good enough to um, maybe get some senior people at the meeting. But, um, you know, I, I only ever had, I would call it limited success. Um, I had enough to keep 10, 15, 20 people employed, but to take it to the next level, uh, like I said, I have found that even whether I'm getting the lead, which is infrequent these days, um, or, or somebody else is, it's that mixture of bringing a couple different people to a sales call that I think is, is so critically important, right? Because then the customer gets the sense that you are a really polished organization um, it tends to be very little chaos in those sorts of sales calls. Uh, you give the impression that you have tremendous bench depth, that everybody has a role to play. And, you know, infrequently I find that they're, you know, I'll be getting along better with the technical people in the room and the decision maker, the VP or the president or whatever, even though I may be the president of this organization, um, you know, everybody sort of picks their peer that they feel comfortable dealing with. And so I'm happy for my business development people to go and spend any time and all time that they possibly can, uh, you know, whatever level of the organization. I mean, it'd be the opposite of sort of the Japanese culture where I'm supposed to sit directly across from the president of the other uh, organization. I, I don't use that approach at all. I, I think my business development people do much, much better with typically the, the leaders of other companies. Um, now, if it happens to be a very technical company, sure, that's great for me, but then why are they buying my service, right? I'm, I'm doing a technical service typically for companies that aren't that technical. Well, now that you've dug into this a bit, Jeff, what how you do what you do and how I do what I do aren't that different. <laughs> I was thinking they were. <laughs> I'm just, now that we've dissected a little bit, I, I think about it. So I've worked for an accounting firm. I've worked for a law firm. Um, and I can tell you that a, a, an accounting client or a legal client is not going to close without an accountant or a lawyer, which I'm neither. Right. And so, so that lead could come in from, um, you know, a, a tax accountant who's, who's, you know, well-renowned for, for their tax capabilities, but they want to bring in the business development guy because I bring the relationships and the connectivity to the, to the table and they bring me to help close the deal. 
or you know it could be a, a lawyer that's well renowned in doing their practice um but you know there's there's several practice groups that need to be brought to the table and and I'm usually the one facilitating the conversation um but I've got the technical people there you're just playing one of the technical roles um in your company so I, I kind of get that uh, yep. put in put in that context yep that's true and I mean it, it is true that you know you have to wear multiple hats if you're going to be the, the head of a technical company. Um, I mean, you can't be entirely socially awkward. I don't mean to suggest that, that I would, I'm that, I don't mean that at all, but I do mean that I play to my strengths. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and it's good to do that. So I, I want to just take a step back and, and we have some students uh, listening to this podcast uh, and, you know, a lot of times they're, they're getting ideas about what they want to do in life. And, uh, or maybe it's somebody just, you know, starting out in their career. If if somebody's listening to this and they're saying, "Wow, this Jeff Negrini, I really like what he does and how he does it," what advice would you have for those people who want to aspire to do what you're doing? What should they be doing now to prepare themselves? Well, if you want to get into cybersecurity now, it's a little different than when I started. When I started, it wasn't even a thing. Um, yeah, you were studying now, information systems back in the day, right? That's that, that's right. And I just was fortunate to be in the right place at the right time and you know, caught some bad guys doing bad things and, and got the bug that way. Um, but for anybody starting out now, there are any number of schools with really advanced programs in this. But, but even before you get to... The collegiate level, um, there are any number of coding camps and cyber summer camps that I've seen being advertised all over the place. Uh, there are a bunch of internships, especially that the aerospace and defense contractors, um, like Northrop Grumman's. I've seen MC Dean has done this in the uh, Washington D.C. area. Uh, these are amazing opportunities to get involved with that I would have killed for, you know, growing up. Um, I, you know, I was having to just sort of figure out how to do all this on my own and reading something called Byte Magazine that nobody would even remember anymore. Um, and that was as good as we had. Uh, so nowadays, I actually think that if this is an area of interest, there are tons and tons of resources available to you. That doesn't mean that there isn't more competition. It, it does come at a price. That's absolutely true. But you can find out far more quickly if this is an area of interest you know, for you um, just doing some of the uh, uh, things that we just talked about. Um, I also think that if you find that this is an area of interest, um, I wouldn't sweat where you do your undergraduate work too much. I think a lot is made of that, and it's unfortunate. It um, doesn't mean that if, if you've got the grades and the aptitude that you should just focus on a community college. I don't mean that at all. But I think that the brand of, of college is not as big a deal, especially anymore. Um, obviously, we do a lot of recruiting here, and that's just not something that we're overly concerned about. Uh, we're much more interested in, in the track somebody has taken, the internships that they've done. Well, Jeff, it's great advice. I appreciate you doing the show today. Jeff DeGrini, president of Certipath. Thank you. You have been listening to Brain Makers with Carl Grant. <laughs>